0: One night to live like kids, see I'm on fire, and it's my city. Let's get busy. Come on, who's with me? All these lights and they all so pretty. Just one night to
1: live like kids, see I'm on fire, and this my city. Big city of dreams You're listening to the PCAS presented by C D E Light Band. Each week we take your on off the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDN. Thanks to you, the listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked All-Speed Podcast, peering into the abyss once again. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Uh I yeah. can't even give you a not-so-bad this week, honestly. Oh, all right, then. It is a...
0: Peering into I, the abyss week?
1: I, I can't even give you a best-of-times, worst-of-times, because if these are somebody's best-of-times, that is not good. So we have a fall schedule now. We can go through it really quick. Yeah. It ain't much. Uh, two football games. We have two football games. Uh, rumors of a hastily scheduled third are, at this point in time, rumors. A swirl. Swirls. Yeah. Wait, what?
0: I said the rumors. The rumors are a swirl. <laughs> oh, I was
1: like, wait, what? what? Rumors don't swirl? Now I get it. Now I'm, Now I'm with you. But, uh... The the kickoff classic against Central Arkansas and the road contest moved to September nineteenth against Cincinnati is gonna be. That's it. It
0: until at least the winter sports are supposed to start. Yeah, be fun to go down there and beat Central Arkansas though.
1: Be fun to go up there and beat Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna go tune in on the fall. Listen, you heard it here first. The P Cast is calling the shot of two and Govs this
1: fall in the footballing. As we speak, the trickle back to campus is, well, it's a trickling. There's people, there's cars here. There's cars here. For the first time in ever. The band uh, is practicing in the bowl in front of the Dunn Center. They're practicing, we're not sure for what. Yeah, uh,
0: you want to talk about optimists. If you're in the band and you'd like to tell us what you guys are out there getting ready for,
1: we'd love to know. I'm sure that there's there remains some basketball and some football in the spring hope remains hope remains and that is that's what hope must do is it must remain because without hope we're we're not just peering into the abyss once again we're peering into the abyss constantly um but freshmen are around and the full move in takes place this weekend
0: i think so we got some teams back on campus getting some getting some work
1: in in their little groups getting some work in and uh Included in that is the continuation of the positional previews for our football program this fall. Where do you want to start? Uh, we'll do we'll do your side of the ball first. Go with we'll the offensive line. Yeah, we'll do the offensive line. Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, they can block.
1: They are good at the blocking.
0: <laughs> if, if their job is to keep Jeremiah Oates fall off the ground, Oatesfall. excuse me, Jeremiah Oates off the ground, Oatesfall. they're pretty good at it. Uh, season low o, or season OVC low, fourteen sacks allowed last season. Despite and playing three more despite games, despite playing three more games than anybody else in the conference. Uh, boy, I mean and they bring everybody no disrespect to our friends Kyle Anderton and Hunter Schmeiser, they bring pretty much everybody back. They you do. got they g- Bucky Williams, Blake Mitchell, Seth Johnson, Caleb Florence, Garrett Bell had a couple games last year, Colby McKee. Then you add in a guy like Robert Holmes, the UConn transfer, who um, Coach Marcuson, compared to a former Ole Miss guy he coached to play the NFL for nine years, when I talked to him last week, named John Jerry, he's just—I mean—he's just a huge kid. He's six foot seven, three hundred something pounds. Mountainous. Mountainous would be the word. And boy, you put him in the middle of that line, and good luck, guys.
1: I mean, good luck anyway, and not in the.
0: And then you compound that with the fact that Jeremiah Oatesville is the hardest person to tackle on the planet, maybe.
1: That seems a little he, hyperbolic in the, but in go the ahead. FCS. Go ahead, you're he's, feeling it. He's, he's slippery.
0: He's a slippery little slippery. guy. You got a better word for it? <laughs>
1: elusive.
0: He's elusive. He's slippery. But you, like you never see him. You never see. It. You never see one guy get a hand on him and he goes down. He always. You know what I mean? He, always, he gets out of the pocket. He doesn't get hit. And when you compound that with a really good offensive line, it's uh it's a good combination. They're worse
1: problems to have.
0: Speaking of the quarterbacks, we'll talk about them. We got. Jeremiah Oatsfall People forget the 2018 preseason OVC Offensive Player of the Year. We don't. I don't. We do not. Um, he's back. So that's not good for the rest of you guys. Um, behind him, we've got Vito. How do you, is it Priori? I think it's Priori. Priore. Uh, Rhode Island transfer, threw for a lot of yards in 14 games at Rhode Island last year. He is a senior. He's a redshirt senior. I so. He's got a year here. We got Cam Williams back. Uh, he knows the offense. He's a good good guy to have off the bench behind Jo because he's been sitting there behind him for a couple years and he knows what's going on he knows coach that system and you've got the you've got the two red shirts the red shirt freshman call your peck and bryce robinson uh always good to have depth at the position and some guys on the sideline that you trust also dre linnell is dre from uh, the, from uh branch, branch. Yeah. yeah boy he broke that 40 yard run at the one scrimmage we had yeah. a couple weeks ago he can fly
1: yeah kid's got some jets uh Williams is somebody. Cam Williams is somebody I'm kind of excited about because I think you're going to see this year some packages where he gets on the field at the same time as Jo and
0: kind of reminiscent of Javon and Jo two years ago.
1: Yeah, he's going to slot into that Javon role, and I think we're going to have some some good times, some good times with that little package. And I
0: think if you, I mean, I think Vito can get in there and throw the ball a little bit if you need him to. If Jo needs a
1: spell, or uh, I just think Vito is such a fundamentally different quarterback. That very he, different than Jo. If if he goes, if he goes into service, it's your offense is different. You in place of a five seven step drop and heave. He's a guy that looks really really good getting out of the pocket. He did move around a lot. He yeah. throws well, well on the run. Yeah, throws really well on the run. Has a lot of can make a lot of decisions very very quickly when flushed out of the pocket. He just it it would just be different. Jo's the guy, but a lot of options for Coach Sets at quarterback. Yeah, I think that's going to be. That's gonna be fun to watch this year. Other side of the ball, uh, looking at the front six, or not the front six, the back but the back six. Wait, no, that adds up to twelve. That's probably not right either. The back,
0: you got I mean, we, what do we do? Three defensive linemen, four, and then seven back seven.
1: Well, we do two linebackers, the and then the nickel spot, and then the two DBs. corners and the DB. yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, linebackers and offensive backs. We'll save the nickels for another time. Linebackers. I mean, obviously, you have Jack McDonald. Some call him a tackling machine. I some and or all I all. I, was, I believe you should. I believe that's the only thing. The you best call career
0: move ever for Jack McDonald was going back to linebacker because boy boy he is good.
1: He is very good. He's got some talent around him. Uh you got Cam, Cam Miller. Miller. Really really enjoyed the work we got out of Cam Miller last year. Very excited to see what else he brings to the table this year. And then you got some you got some veterans. Who have been around a while? That they've they've had their moments, but you you expecting you expect if if there is a Sean Whittinghill type breakout this year, I feel like it's coming from Elijah Shepard. Yeah, I think that his time is now. He's been in the system long enough. He knows enough. He's smart enough, and. He, from all appearances, he is healthy enough to really go get after. Him. Go get after it there, and then you you look back at the DBs. I mean, the safeties, corners, just too deep at every spot, and it it may not be as much talent as what we saw along the defensive line coming back, where it was like FBS transfers as backups, back but it ain't far off the mark no. either. I mean, you've got. Isaiah Norman. You got Terrell Vassell, who was a starter at Villanova. Very good program. You've got Newberry, Tobin, Rashawn Davis, guys who... Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards. Guys who played massive snaps last year. And then you've also got Nathan Page, who comes over from Arkansas State. And you've got, um, oh golly, Cam Ruffin from Mississippi State. I mean... (laughs) It's just a ton of dudes. Good luck throwing the ball. Well, I mean, they're they, big. They're a big defensive back group too.
0: Like, uh, I was watching Isaiah Norman today, and he was lined up at corner, and boy, he's a tall, athletic, strong corner. He's a strong safety, it looks like. And they can. Well, they. Well, they had him matched up on Garell Samaria. How many guys can go one on one with Garell in coverage? And
1: no, is he, none. Is he Isaiah's
0: up? out there, and I mean, covering. I mean, I've never seen anybody stand. I've never seen a corner stand next to Garell not look just tiny miniature yeah so i think that's a nice thing to have
1: yeah our size in the secondary is a huge plus this year and it's i mean not to reference the before times too often but man we had the lollipop guild out there for years and years just five eight you you can have five eight guys in your secondary and be perfectly fine. What you can't have is a secondary full of 5'8 guys. Right. And that's what we were always battling with earlier. Now, I mean, you – you Edwards, Norman. Norman, I mean, I know – Norman could play wide receiver. Norman could play anything, and it, he'd be fine. He would excel at it. I'm. He's another one that I can see this year. And, and to say that he would break out, I mean, he had 65 tackles or something like that last year, like – and he think, was good last year. He,
0: he can move all over the place. He can yeah. play anywhere he want at DB. He can play corner. He can play safety. He can come with the box and make a tackle. He forced. I think he forced a fumble at Murray State last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he will. He just goes all over the field, sideline to sideline. And I think that's one of the reasons Coach Powell loves him back there so much and wants him on the field. He is a
1: very good ball player. You know who's another very good ball player? Who's that? Abby Thorell, and she will be our guest right after this. Somewhere where the summer lasted all year round. Probably got a big old diamond on your hand right now. Maybe a baby or a couple by now. Long driveway to a big white house. But I wonder when you're drinking. We hear at the PCAS have made no secret about our disdain for all things Mary, Kentucky, but today we make an exception, because our guest hails from the little hamlet on the other side of the border. When Abby Thorell joined the Austin P. soccer program, she elected j- to join the side of truth and justice, and we're excited that she did so. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you. A Murray kid at Austin P. It's, uh, it's a rarity, I will, I will admit. Um, how did you wind up here?
2: You know, I had to pick the better option. So, no, my dad, he coached, um, he was a defensive coordinator twice at Murray State, so it was kind of like, well... I'm not going to Murray because he's not there anymore. So, um, and then coach Kelly, she was the old or the one who started the soccer program. She coached me too. And so kind of just worked out where she was like, Hey, come to us. And I was like, all right, great. And now I'm here. Best is place it, ever. is
1: it special to beat the racers being from there?
2: Yeah, but we haven't yet. So I need it to happen or I'm not going to graduate. I refuse. I will keep playing until we beat them. Wow. I'm serious.
1: That is a, uh,
2: I really don't like them at all.
1: Sounds like you also really don't want to graduate either.
2: <laughs> no, I'll take seven years. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> keep staying here.
1: Um, you got engaged I did. During, during these uncertain times. What was yep. what was that like?
2: Well, it was two days before the pandemic started, so we didn't have a engagement party, which was really sad. We still have it, and we really need to, um, but it was definitely different. I mean... It's not like we can go on, like, dates or anything. Like, trying to plan a wedding has been really weird because we want to do a destination wedding. So, we're like, can we even go out of the country? Probably not. Like, what does this look like? So, it's been crazy, but... A destination
1: wedding? Where are you thinking?
2: Cancun. Oh, nice. Just do family and have a huge party when we come back, if that's even allowed. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, small parties may still be the thing. Yeah, we'll have,
2: like, four small parties then. (laughs) (laughs) Different people each time.
1: So, wedding planning in amongst all this, like, on the one hand, you just had a ton of downtime to do so, and on the other hand, a ton of uncertainty at the same time.
2: Yep, we had, like, I swear, like, 40 different plans, and then all of them were like, nope, not gonna work, not gonna work, and then finally, we, we just said, you know, we're just gonna make it small, easy, just go on vacation, basically, and get married on the beach, and have a great time, so, we're really excited, but... Definitely been a lot.
1: I don't doubt it. I remember <laughs> I remember observing my wife planning our wedding when it was just a normal time and not a pandemic, so it seemed like it would be much more stressful now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Is Trey <laughs> helping any? Oh yeah, he's all he's all for it. Really? Like, I think he's more of the bride in this than I am, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, can someone else plan this for me? I just want to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so being a coach's kid, you have the perspective of kind of the other side of the recruitment process and just college athletics in general. Did you kind of know coming into this a little bit more than maybe some of your peers?
2: Yeah, I definitely knew what to expect. Um and it's actually funny my the old Murray State soccer coach was my coach, so she like she had more of um, you know, the soccer what's going to happen when you come in and all of that and then my dad just he really helped, you know about weight room stuff and just he had a better perspective than I think more of an open mind about you know the coach's perspective and how season's gonna go and that definitely helped
1: with your dad's work you moved a lot uh trying to think off the top of my head it was like
2: seven times yeah, yeah
1: UNLV Army Murray Illinois State mm-hmm. was in there somewhere uh that moving around that transient life that's got to get old
2: Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely too much, but um, my mom raised us for sure, like when you're just a coach's wife, she always, everyone always says, you know, oh, the wife raises the kids, like, you know, not that he wasn't around, he was around a lot, but um, yeah, there's just a lot of moving, a lot of transitioning, my brother went to like four different high schools each year, Um, and thankfully I got to stay just at Murray High when I um, lived in Murray, but yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot.
1: Your father your brothers, but they were all college athletes. What did you learn from their experiences?
2: Mm, just to keep going. I mean, my brother had a few injuries, so seeing him, you know, conquer that and just having to keep going and um I honestly learned a lot from my mom. She was she was a national champ um for field hockey at Lock Haven, which is actually the same school that Uh, Naomi my coach right now she went to Um, but yeah so learned a lot from her just attitude wise not giving up because I mean my parents would make me get up at like five in the morning and go run and then work out and then go to school and my first class was always PE so it was always terrible (laughs) but they it was never like they were the most supportive people like they wouldn't get mad at me after games or like They always lifted me up, so that definitely helped because I think a lot of our identity can get placed in the sport, but they helped a lot to make sure that didn't happen, and I appreciate them for that.
1: So you were up, you were training like a college athlete long before you were a college athlete then. The the transition was seamless pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Do you do less now than you were (laughs) doing
2: Probably, no, I actually think I did. Um... I did it was so much running and all the like Olympic lifts and I knew how to do everything when I came in so I think I've gotten weaker honestly <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah
1: how much is all of this COVID-19 and everything sucked for you guys you're the second <laughs> athlete I've gotten to interview since we got through all of this just how bad has it been
2: it's been really it's been pretty bad yeah we have just a lot of extra little things like you know having to get tested i think we waited in line to get tested for like four hours it was it was really really fun and then just you know every single day we have to go get the wristband and make sure you know we're healthy and just a little bit scary because you don't know when you're gonna have to quarantine randomly. Because if someone in your in your group gets it and you were around them, that's definitely scary. Because it's just it's just a lot. It's just very different. I feel like our world got a little flipped upside down, but I think everyone's ready just to play together. Because I miss the other half of my team so much, but I'm ready for it to <laughs> all be over.
1: What kind of talk about the psychological toll that this takes on you and your teammates? Just the uncertainty of getting up every day to work out and train not knowing what the future is going to hold, when you're going to actually get to have your next game.
2: Yeah, that's been definitely hard because I think a lot of the girls and me definitely think, oh, is any of this even worth it? Like what all this working out and training, but we just have to bring ourselves back down and know that it is worth it because this could be our last time we get to play, like especially being a senior. What if they do cancel next year and we don't get to play at all? So just taking each each practice and appreciating it because it's about to be over. But I am thankful that it did get moved so we can have longer. Because I was only going to be until what November, and then I wouldn't be a soccer player anymore. So
1: Are you kind kinda of looking forward to? It's kind
2: of a good thing, a little bit. But
1: yeah, the the opportunity to keep playing and keep doing something in the spring.
2: Yeah, and I would rather us you know get to train and build a team rather than just. Hey, go into it and see how you guys play, because none. <laughs> we haven't played together, like.
1: Yeah, you guys lost most of spring too.
2: Oh yeah, we haven't. We <laughs> were playing today, and I was like, I haven't kicked a ball in like seven months, <laughs> like <laughs> So. <laughs> not you like remember this. how? <laughs> no, I mean it was. I was shanking it a few times, and I was like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Abby, what is your favorite word?
2: My favorite word. Yep. Ooh. Mm. Joy.
1: What is your least favorite word?
2: Okay, it's between two. Okay. Moist and crevice. Crevice? Both terrible words, and if you put them together, it's even worse. Don't say it. Don't do I it. I almost did. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> that that might have gotten flagged by the FCC. I agree. <laughs> Who or what inspires you?
2: Hmm. I'd have to say my mom. My mom inspires me a lot. What
1: She's is sorry. awesome. Oh,
2: oh, no, you can keep going. No,
1: sorry. <laughs> I interrupted. Shouldn't have. What is the last book you read for fun?
2: I think it was Financial Peace. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was a Dave Ramsey book. It wasn't really for fun, but I'm trying to think of a book for fun. Oh, Own Your Everyday. That's a really good book.
1: What is your worst habit?
2: Procrastination. I will literally put things off so I don't have to do it.
1: (laughs) What app on your phone gets the most use?
2: Probably Instagram. Yeah, definitely Instagram.
1: What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in?
2: See, nothing really bad has happened. Oh, one time, we were stuck on the boat in the middle of this lake, and it was pouring down rain, and there was huge waves, because it was in Vegas, so, like, it's a man-made lake, and for some reason, after five, it just decides to be an ocean, (laughs) and... I remember just like sitting on the floor by my mom and I was just crying and that's the most terrifying thing that's happened to me, for sure.
1: What is your idea of happiness?
2: Mm, Living on a little farm with Trey and having chickens and having all the family over and just like the whole thing, like, you know, the typical country thing. That's me.
1: (laughs) What is your idea of misery?
2: Living in Murray. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 i (laughs) have already been through that. (laughs) Um, I think being alone. Like, not having loved ones around me. That definitely scares me.
1: What makes you self-conscious?
2: Probably probably my procrastination. (laughs) Like, I get so nervous about it because people will say something and I'm like yeah, I'm going to get it done. It's going to be fine. And I get really worried about it, but I just need to do it.
1: So, you know, you're procrastinating and then somebody calls you on your procrastination and you're like, Hey, back off.
2: I've got it handled every time. (laughs) I never have it handled.
1: What is the most embarrassing song you love?
2: Uh, Okay. The 21st of September. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. It's that song. Why? I don't know. It just makes me dance every single time. Like, I can't it's help off. but sing it. And the twenty first of September is literally my favorite date. So yeah, that's it. Is that
1: what <laughs> date y'all are gonna get married?
2: <laughs> I want to. I would get married tomorrow, but you know I was like, really, can I go through a soccer season and be married? That's just a lot.
1: Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: so we're gonna we're gonna wait.
1: <laughs> How would you prefer to die?
2: Mm. On the beach. (laughs) Something just crazy happens. Maybe I'm parasailing. I don't know. Huh.
1: If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why?
2: Mm. A dolphin.
1: I'm sensing a theme here.
2: I really don't want to live in Kentucky. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, just the beach, the whole... I know.
2: I just want to live there forever. (laughs) It's happiness.
1: What might prompt you to lie?
2: Mm. protect someone like a friend or like a family you know
1: what makes you hopeful
2: Mm. I don't know I'm definitely a future person so I think I I'm like a dreamer so that always keeps me hopeful and just knowing that everything always works out like every single time I get really worried about something I'm like okay in a year am I gonna really remember it so
1: it's good perspective to have what is our purpose in life
2: personally my purpose i feel like is to share the gospel so that's where you know i feel led to do so i'd love to do stuff like that later in, like in the future now and I feel like that's my purpose
1: regardless of who it is what is one question you'd like to ask the next guest
2: Hmm. Hmm. This one's this one's tough. Um I was gonna say who's your favorite person and why. Oh, this one's so hard, I don't know why. You okay, your you favorite d- animal. What's yours? Maybe, mm, probably my cat. I know it's, not an, like, it's an animal, but like it has to be just my cat.
1: So not other cats, just no, your cat? No, I
2: don't like other cats. It's just my one cat that I love.
1: Last week, Blake asked, what was your first memory?
2: What was my first memory? It's funny, I actually had a football game. It was in West Point. And I remember my mom like holding me, and that's really all I remember. But did you go to an Army Navy game? Actually don't think I actually went to the Army Navy game. Hmm. I remember my parents said I had to stay home and then my brothers did too or something. I don't know. But they got to
1: go. They got to go of course. Oh yeah, of course.
2: You know, leave the kids home. (laughs) And let them enjoy life.
1: (laughs) Does it doesn't sound like there's any residual bitterness there at all. (laughs) No. So in these uncertain times hate that phrase. What's What's something you're hoping for? What's something in the near and long term that you're you're striving for?
2: I want to win an OVC championship and beat Murray. That's what I want.
1: Those are good near-term yeah. goals, yeah.
2: I feel uh, like it's going to happen. It has to. Or I can't graduate, and I need to graduate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are your hopes for the future? Your future.
2: Hmm, I would love to like own a coffee shop. Or a thrift store, honestly, can we just combine them both? But Coffee th- coffee, coffee th- shop th- thrift yeah, store is I a b-
1: difficult phrase to try to get out.
2: I agree. The name would probably n- not be that good, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I hope that works out for you. I think that would be very fun, and very chill. Uh, Abby, thank you for coming in today. really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks to Abby for coming on, spending a few minutes with us here today on the Pcast. Case, We Still don't have anything really. Uh, Austin, P to talk about? Yeah, we will after next week. Yeah, yeah, football, football. Very excited for that. But in the in the interims in the baseball, meet, in in the interims we have another in the long list of people grousing about national pastime, and the unwritten rules of the game. Which are dumb. The Fernando Tatis Jr. saga.
0: I honestly wish he would have thrown his bat to the
1: moon after he hit that grand slam. I would have bat-flipped it halfway up the first baseline and then jogged over and picked it up and bat-flipped it again. It deserves <laughs> second. Just, just, just
0: bat-flipped it all the way around the bases. <laughs> it's The thing that makes baseball fun well, no, that's the problem. People that don't like bat flips don't want baseball to be fun.
1: Well, no, like the it, it's a large, it's a micro, it's a si- signifier of a larger issue within the game, which is we'd rather you didn't do fun because it hurts other people's feelings. We'd rather Tatis take that pitch and respect the I, game. I what's what's more fun in a baseball game: a guy using disinterest, watching a three O BP fastball go right down the middle for a strike, or Hitting said BP fastball halfway to the moon. and maybe, then Maybe don't go 3 0 on
0: Tatis. How about that? How about that? Be better. If you don't want to go. Oh, and then if you are 3
1: 0 on Tatis, maybe don't groove my a fastball. Dallet, er, no, Colin Q, McHugh, Colin McHugh's who had this take, which is look at fast 3 at 0 swing rates before a game and understand you can't just groove one in there against certain guys because they're going to be taking you deep right study
0: the worst thing for me was the padres manager not defending him that, that if i were the padres and who is it i mean is jace it, it's tingler. jace tingler who's been the padres manager for all of oh 23 games just didn't defend our superstar player who's going to be the shortstop and face of our franchise for the next what 20 years yeah jace here's a. Here's the walking papers. Yeah, we'll here, see you never.
1: Here, here's your pink slipper, bud. Yeah. Like
0: I'd, I would have I would have fired Jace Tingler that morning if I were the Padres. No, nope, you don't want to defend Tatis. Have a nice life.
1: I just don't what do you what do you get as a manager by
0: throwing your best player under the bus?
1: And what he said was not in a vacuum terrible. It's just back your player right there. Right. You, even if you disagree with it, go, well, you know, we'll have some conversations in private, but, it's you know, that's how he plays the game, and that's... He's Jace, he's,
0: T- he's he, Jace Tingler, not Joe Girardi. He,
1: he's Fernando Tatis Jr., and he's one of the best players in this game, and...
0: The Padres would keep him over Jace Tingler in a heartbeat, so pick your words wisely there, yeah, Jace.
1: It's... It, it, if I'm a manager wanting oh. to, to manage for a long time, I... Uh, I don't go out of my way to antagonize the player of the future.
0: Not a great look for Chris Woodward either, who you, with you expect some of these young managers to not like care about these unwritten rules. But well, Chris Woodward has just showed us where he is.
1: Chris Woodward is the same guy who was totally fine with it last year when his team no right yep. let a baseball drop so Mike Miner could go for his 200th strikeout. Yeah. And again. I don't care. Respect
0: the game, right, Chris?
1: Yeah, you're. but I don't care. I didn't care that they did that for Mike Miner, and I don't care that Tatis homered on a 3-0 count up a bajillion runs.
0: The best thing was when he but stole th- third the next day.
1: Th- that was great. That was phenomenal. That was just
0: <laughs> top-quality stuff yeah. from Fernando. You,
1: you guys knew what I was about yesterday. We just spent 24 hours having this news cycle about it. You thought I changed overnight? Yeah, right. You thought I became somebody different? No.
0: Tatis apologized, and... I know they – I mean, he had to, but like no, – He, he didn't, didn't have to. No, he didn't he have, did to, have to. He did not have to. But he did, but it meant nothing to him. That apology was – good. It doesn't – it shouldn't have meant anything. No,
1: he should not – that he – that people still guilt young and exciting and fun players into apologizing for being young and exciting and fun is I love that he had a bunch a of problem. pitchers backing him up on
0: Twitter. Like, I mean, I for me, I saw Trevor Bauer and Amir there Garrett. There were a bunch. Who were like, listen, if you hit that home run off me – Do whatever you want, and if I strike you out, I'm going to do the same thing. That's how it is. I don't care. And then then some fan tours, like, well, Amir Garrett, next time someone bat flips off you and I see you throw at somebody, I'm going to remind you that he's like, like, I celebrate, and if you hit a home run off me, I expect you to celebrate too. Like, it doesn't bother me. Do whatever you want.
1: It's not a very engaging game when everyone is stone-faced and serious for nine innings. Yeah. So maybe a little levity and enjoyment would... Sure, that'd be nice. That that seems good to me. Nah. Also good to me, Dame Lillard in the bubble. It's Dame time. Dame time. Boy. I saw a stat right before we walked in here that he's something like 40% from three on 30 footers. Has year. he missed since they got in the bubble? Uh, Yeah, once. Just once? Just the one
0: time, Okay. Yeah. I mean, boy, he just—I'm worried about the Lakers to begin with. I'm not, and I don't think they're gonna lose. I, I'm, when I say worried about them, I don't—I'm like worried that they're not like they're not gonna win the final. They're they do so. not think so. gonna make it to the
1: final. I, the road,
0: they have to the, go through the Rockets or the Thunder, and I don't even know if they make it through that one without a guard. I don't know if they make it through this series. Right. Their biggest problem is guards because Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo are gone. So one, now they got to guard the best player in the world, who happens to be a guard that Avery Bradley would be on. Okay, you so let's say you win this one. Now you got to deal with Harden and Westbrook without your best defensive guard. And if you're not playing those two, you're playing Chris Paul who's hot right now too.
1: Yeah. So, I just don't I think that I, one of the things that I loved about the bubble was the playing aspect where a team could rally back and I I wish the Suns had had a bit more of a a fair shake of the thing since they went way no it would have been fun to have the Suns involved somehow, considering how great they were playing. But this Portland team now being an eight seed against the Lakers. Their problem is an eight seed. Their problem is like a three seed. They are a nightmare in your first playoff series. Because, I mean, that if the Lakers are lucky, that one will go the distance. And then you've got whoever's waiting for you in the next round. That's just – it's too much of a slog for them to get the, get out of the West this way. I feel like the
0: Clippers are going to win the West. I it sure seems
1: that way. I got a good feeling about the Nuggets for some reason. I do like the Nuggets. I I think you're right. I think the Clippers will come out, but boy, the Nuggets are just fun and
0: Skinny Jokic is just cool.
1: Skinny Jokic is just cool and Jamal Murray gets a bucket, just just raining buckets. It's I, I, I like I like the Nuggets. What do you like in the East? I'm going to keep riding with Milwaukee. It's going to happen at some point. If Gordon Hayward
0: hadn't got hurt at the most inopportune time again, i kind of like the Celtics. But he was playing good ball in the bubble, too. Yeah, he was. And, uh, and that kind of stinks for them, but I don't think they can do it without – I mean, I think they're the, one of the only guys in the league that can somewhat match up with Giannis and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. But I said somewhat. Yeah. Like –
1: well, Tatum's just not that kind of defender He's just yet. not that great. I mean, no, but. Although, honestly, who is?
0: Nobody. Nobody's that good enough. Nobody can guard Giannis. Like, not one-on-one,
1: on one. no. That's just. Anthony
0: Davis is the only player that has any bit of a chance, I think, to to guard Giannis one-on-one. On one.
1: Even then, I mean, Giannis, He's the only
0: guy with enough. I mean, I guess Kevin He's got Durant. the link. He's got the link and enough speed to almost do it, but it's got to be the Bucks, right? I and mean, they've got a breakthrough finally, you would think.
1: If they don't, I really think that's the window slams shut on them because I think. I think they got some contracts up. Well, Giannis is a year away, I think. Yeah. But as we've seen over the last few years, when guys are a year away, they start making the noise about, I'm not going to sign my extension. Who else is even in the East other than the Bucks and the Celtics? Boys. <laughs> the Boy, Raptors? People will like the Raptors
0: for some reason, again. And the
1: Raptors have a ton of depth. They. Bring it every night. They're an like amazing defensive team. I think Nick Nurse is really good. They the, just don't have a dude like Lowry. I mean, we talk about.
0: I mean, the Magic beat the beat the Bucks last night, though. I know. I don't, I'm, I, not, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not I, as worried. I, I, I viewed
1: that one as more of a. Oh, we were we were a little sleepy a little bit. I'm not we as worried about them as I am yeah. the Lakers. I, I view that as Giannis going. Oh, that's how we're going to play oh, this season. I thought you guys were going to roll over and we're quit. Gonna, we're going to do okay, this thing. I'm, yeah. I will say if if the Raptors come out of this, all of a sudden Nick Nurse's name's his job. Whatever whichever job he decides he wants to have next is his Nick
0: Nurse's gonna get a call from the uh, purple and gold team in Los Angeles if he goes to the finals again. Because who's coaching them now? I mean uh whoever Jason Kidd and Whoever, whoever, whoever
1: LeBron I'm, said can coach him. Like right, it's it's
0: Jason Kidd's the number two. Like it's weird they they like was it um Isn't Frank Vogel involved somehow? I think it's Frank Vogel and Kidd, which is Weird that they had to hire them both and make such a big deal about Kid being the assistant. Like,
1: I don't love. I didn't Kid really not do very well with Milwaukee.
0: He didn't do very well with the Nets either. Well, that's the best.
1: A whole, the best that's thing, a whole different thing. The though. best
0: thing he ever did was make the guy spill his coke on the floor so he'd get that extra timeout.
1: That that's a little bit different though because the Nets were kind of a mess anyway. But like, you couldn't win with Giannis. Or you were just sort of so-so with him, and they didn't really change much of the sporting cast. They just brought in a, a coach who knew what he was doing and seemed to take off from there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, we're all out of topics again. Yeah. What do you guys want to hear us talk about? We are open to suggestions. Um, Literally anything. Not literally we, anything. Well, not literally, but we're... Mm, we're pretty close to it. <laughs> that scraping sound you hear is the bottom of the barrel. What, what do you want us to talk about? Yeah, so if you've got an idea we for, can We can break stuff down. something that we can do in the m- midst of these uncertain times, TM. We
0: can do some more lists?
1: No, we can't do any more lists. I'll punch you. No more lists. I'll that is that I'll is the one thing we will like not I'll do. We will not do man. no
0: more lists.
1: You know what we can have some more of? What can we have some more of? Community service opportunities. We sure can. And you can get those from Haley Meyer over in Academic and Support Services. She has all the information for whatever you can do, social distancing, and helping the community at the same time.
0: You know what else you can do?
1: I'll bet you can get in touch and stay in touch with us via the web and social media. You can
0: follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account, Austin P. Governors. And if you want to give a shout-out to the people doing all the digital media content on those platforms, shout-out to our friends Eric and Robin.
1: Casey, Gody Bush, and myself at Let's com for the dates, the news, and the stories. Yeah, if anything breaks regarding the fall season, we'll tell you. We will have that info right there.
0: You know what we are going to do this fall season? We're going to play some football down in Montgomery. And... uh there's gonna be some people there if you want to come watch, and you know how you get your tickets. You get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant Tommy John. They can have they have all the information you can use to get in the game. And uh, yeah, that's what we got. Tickets, come get them. Get, get in contact. Get your tickets. Get your tickets while tickets, they're hot. They're, tickets, yeah. Get them while they're hot. Not not a lot of them, so. And
1: uh, not don't. very hot too because we I think feel like we've had them for a little bit. So right, they may have sun.
0: cooled down. We can put them in the microwave for you.
1: That seems pretty unnecessary.
0: I mean, if you want a hot one.
1: I guess if you request a microwave ticket, we'll figure (laughs) out something. I think it's like a $5 service fee to microwave a ticket. I think it should be a $5 service fee as well. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Shout out us about baseball's unwritten rules. Tweet us. I'm at C Wilson 225. He's at C underscore Craig 19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.